You are listening to an Elia Sword podcast. Episode 9, Cities That Fall. Written, illustrated and produced by Elia Sword. Amaryllis clearly remembered the city that had been in the sky all those years ago, back when the bot's cities were still online. She also recalled the day it had fallen. Now she was walking through its dark metal halls, Plants snaked across the walls, and puddles of water had formed from leaks that had never been fixed. She looked down at her human companion. Zack was tiny compared to her. He carried a backpack and wore all black, matching the colour of his short hair. In one of his gloves was a shard of green crystal that he used to light the way. It had once belonged to a wizard that had lived thousands of years ago, and it gave him abilities that are additional to the one he already had. Amaryllis couldn't help but worry that he was using the shard too much. The warning that had been written where it had been hidden, she couldn't erase it from her memory chip, no matter how hard she tried. She thought about saying something, but decided against it. She knew her concerns would just be ignored. As they continued through the hall, Amaryllis spotted a soft teal glow coming from a door that was stuck slightly open. She ripped the door away from its sliding frame and knelt down to look through it while Zack climbed inside. For a moment, relief flooded through her as they had found what they were looking for, although it disappeared when she saw what else was in the room. In a glass tube in the corner of the room was a boy. He floated in the pearlescent green liquid, his full skin swollen and rotting away from being submerged for too long, exposing the mechanics that lay underneath. His eyes were grey and dull. The paint on the beads and part of his hair was bubbled and peeling. Amaryllis did a quick scan. The word terminated flashed red in front of her eyes. He's offline. Has been for quite a while by the look of him, she said, as she watched Zack place a careful hand on the glass. I wonder how long he's been here, he said. Who knows? I doubt that anyone cared. She looked around and found another glass tube in the adjacent corner. This one had been smashed, and a large skeleton lay on the floor with remnants of medical equipment surrounding it. There had been stories about the leader of the Sky City, Captain Galatka. As with anything passed on by word of mouth, it had been changed, exaggerated and twisted, but she had a hunch as to who the skeleton had once belonged to. It wasn't the captain's, but someone who had been important to her. Someone whose death had triggered Galatka's descent into madness. Well, let's collect this Cypronex and get out of here. I don't want to stay here longer than we need to, said Zack. Amarilla shook her head and recoiled in disgust, being pulled back into reality. Absolutely not! That's vile! What's the matter? You're asking me to drink Cypronex that has a corpse floating in it. That's the equivalent of asking you to drink something someone's done their maintenance in. You mean bathed in? Don't get smart with me. Zack frowned at her, but decided to drop the subject. He looked back at the boy, then at her. She knew what he was thinking, but he wasn't going to say it. She was running dangerously low on energy, and there was nowhere else to get Cypronex from other than the terminated bots in the four cities' remains. It was either commit the ultimate taboo for her kind, or risk permanent shutdown. Neither option was ideal. 
Amaryllis ran a system diagnostic on herself. The results were more than worrying. A sudden crash came from down the hall. Her head snapped towards the sound, and Zack cautiously walked up to her. Any idea what that was, he said. Amaryllis brought up a hologram of the map she had made of the Sky City's remains. A flashing light had appeared in the station's main compartment that would have housed the city. Right now, they were stationed in the captain's old ship, the Quartz Star, which was docked only a few yards away from the flashing light. We aren't alone, said Amaryllis, as she stood up and closed the map. We should leave while we can. Let's not disturb whatever creature has decided to call this place home. But the Cypronex, leave it, it's no good. Zack hesitated for a moment, before looking at the boy one more time. He finally left and joined her in the hall. He snapped his fingers, and a green flame appeared in the gloved hand that bore the crystal. "'You really shouldn't use that shard as much as you do,' said Amaryllis, finally deciding to say something on the matter. (laughs) "'Well, you'd throw a fit if I asked you to light the way,' Zack scoffed. "'That's because I'm not your personal torch, and it could burn out my optics.' Then I think I'll take my chances with the shard. I swear, if you get possessed by that wizard before we find the Guardian, I won't be pleased. Ah, well, luckily for me, I wouldn't be around to see your disappointment. Footsteps in the dark hall drew Amaryllis' attention away from Zack's sarcastic comment. She put a protective hand in front of him and scanned the hall. Nothing. Adjusting her scan radius for all life forms, she tried again. A life signature came online. Get behind me. Zack took a step back, and Amaryllis took the spear from her back. In the cramped space it was difficult, and she began to think that running might be the better option. Before Amaryllis could shout a warning, a figure rushed past them, snatching the crystal from Zack's glove. Hey! Zack yelled. They gave chase down the hall. Whoever they were, they were fast. Even with Amaryllis's huge strides, she couldn't catch up. Zack suddenly stopped and plunged his hand into the ground, withdrawing it holding a fistful of thin strings that were illuminated in emerald green. He yanked them back with all his strength, making the concrete floor explode. The strangers seemed to dance around the rubble with ease and continued to run. Eventually, they ran into the main chamber of the station, Buildings had crumbled and fallen, while vines of ivy seemed to strangle the concrete remains. Broken beams of sunlight streamed through the collapsed roof and landed on the ginormous figure of a shut-down bot. The sight immediately made Amaryllis grab Zack and pull him back, covering his mouth before he could shout in protest. The stranger they were chasing gracefully jumped to a balcony, then ran off into the building. "'What are you doing?' Zack shouted as he wriggled free of Amaryllis's grasp. Shh! Don't wake it up, she whispered as she pointed to it. The bot had a form of a woman, but unlike regular female bots, this one didn't have wings. Her body was made entirely of silver metal with some accents of gold. Her metal hair had been cast in the form of buns, and on her forehead was a long unicorn horn. Zack seemed to finally realise what was in front of them, as his face drained of colour. "'Is that another one of your titans?' he said. Amaryllis nodded. "'The unicorn.' She looked at the titan that towered over her. The said protector of myth, magic and creativity, 
who had also played a part in the bot's demise. Amaryllis could hear herself trembling as her metal casing shook. The sounds of gears and servos turning on echoed around the cavern as the unicorn's giant head slowly looked down at them. It had every intention of finishing what it had started. <laughs>